Commence primary ignition. What is up, all of you Ugnaughts and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I'm your host, as always, Caleb Keller. And joining me is DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan on Twitter. What's up, DJ? You're muted. Can't hear you. <laughs> I do that all the time. All the time. My bad. I've been over here jamming to our intro music. Shout out again to Jonathan Hare for putting that together go. for us. But I'm yeah. doing great. I've had uh, a busy, busy week. I'm glad to take the next few minutes and just talk some Star Wars with my, my good friend, Caleb, who has officially made it another trip around the sun. Dude, happy, yeah. Ha- happy belated birthday, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, It's been a great year. It's been a great year full of yeah. Star Wars goodness. A lot of yeah. life goals happening, too, as well. So good year uh, overall, I reckon. Fantastic. I reckon. Fantastic. And I mean, this next year is going to be better because we're about to get Obi-Wan Kenobi in the next couple of months. So it only gets better when you have Obi-Wan. I have my uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi Padawan Black Series figure on display tonight. And then, Caleb, you teased up. Yeah, I did. To me, you've got you got a couple new things, too. Yeah, I, I got a couple new pops. So so we're we're getting a little visual. So if oh. you're listening on podcast, you know, here's a part to join in live. By the way, YouTube, we're trying to get to 200 subs by the Obi-Wan Kenobi premiere. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, be sure to do that and share our YouTube profile youtube channel with everyone that you know if you have subscribed get people to come on board okay anyway i wanted to get that plug in let me show the the funko pops i apologize yes i'm excited to see funko pops i have a large collection cob vanth cob vanth funko let's go so pretty pumped about that one let's go and luke skywalker with grogu dude let's go i was I very excited it. to see these two i love it saw them in the flesh and that's how i am I've, I've said it before on the show yes i usually don't buy toys or anything like collection collectibles funkos or anything offline or online um i exclusively get them offline i guess that's what i was trying to say it's i get so, them off yeah. the interwebs i like to see them in the flesh pick them up check the boxes make sure that yes. there's no like dents or mm-hmm. scratches or anything like that and then I, I buy them the old fashioned way. I, it's I don't so know. So much fun to do it that way. Like, honestly, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I don't know about you, man. I was a Toys R Us kid. Yeah. Like I grew up going to, in fact, I remember when Phantom Menace came out on VHS, my dad took me to Toys R Us and that's where we bought our VHS tape for Phantom Menace. And then this past week in the spirit of showing off new toys, <laughs> I also picked up Padawan Anakin Skywalker from Attack of the Clones Black Series. That one's. I, it's so cool i got it at my local star wars store yes i have a star wars store in my That's area so nice it is one day caleb if you ever come to uh to, to texas man i'm gonna we're going to we're going to holocron toy hey, store my friend let's do it let's do it no that's a slick figure yes slick slick costume it. design for anakin that they chose to roll it's with in the prequels different. it's yeah. it's incredible his robes incredible. are different too you know his outer yeah robe, it's very different 
Well, look, man, we we have a great show lined up for you guys. And shout out to RFB and Bright Suns Media for making it into the chat. We appreciate you being here with us live. We are going to do our Star Wars news report, as always. Uh, we are going to start to kind of just share where our mental headspace is with all of the upcoming shows and, and things coming to us as Star Wars fans exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Uh, can't wait to have that discussion. It was kind of a discussion that we had planned on doing when we came back after the book of Boba Fett, but then Obi-Wan Kenobi just dropped bombs with images and trailers. So we had to kind of put it on hold. So there's some news pieces and, and updates, things that we're going to discuss later during that segment when we share our headspace on Bad Batch Season 2, Mandalorian 3, Andor, and all that, that have been out there for a while, but me and DJ haven't really had an opportunity to talk about them because it happened while we kind of took that break after the Book of Boba Fett. So can't wait to get that. And then we also are bringing back Fair Enough this week. Uh, DJ's got something that he definitely, definitely needs to fall under that Fair Enough category and segment. So I, I can't wait to get to that. So blown out of proportion. So blown out of proportion. But We'll move forward. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Well, let's go ahead and get into our Star Wars news report. And kicking us off, we've got some television news. Christopher Lloyd has been cast as a guest star in The Mandalorian Season 3. The source on this is... Um, in the notes, I've got the Hollywood Reporter, but on the images I've got making Star Wars, I believe it was the Hollywood Reporter. It was the Hollywood Reporter. So I got the image on YouTube incorrect, but in the notes, it's correct that it is, in fact, the Hollywood Reporter that brought us the Christopher Lloyd news. So it's 100% confirmed at this point as far as Christopher Lloyd being in this show, because Hollywood Reporter seems to always be on the mark. Except maybe that Darth Maul rumor report last week. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But DJ, I know this excited you. What do you think oh, of yeah. Christopher Lloyd joining the cast of The Mandalorian? Great Scott. <laughs> you have you have to say great Scott. You have to. I mean, as a Back to the Future fan, um, and and Back to the Future is literally the only thing I've ever seen this guy in besides Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> um, you may, if you guys remember, he was the angel. In the, yeah. in the outfield, you know, so um, it's really cool to see someone of his acting caliber. Like, I know that we think of him first as Doc Brown, like as in, in the geek verse and in like just film in general. But this guy has been around for a long time. He's fantastic. He's a great actor. And I'm excited to see him in Star Wars, which I think. I don't know, like you think of people who should be in Star Wars and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I can see Christopher Lloyd in Star Wars. Like, I think it's really cool, and I have I can't even begin to speculate what the guy's role is going to be. Hmm. I don't I don't think he'll be a Mandalorian, but <laughs> wouldn't that, would that be, really, be something? That would be really cool. <laughs> but you know, whatever he is, I think it's going to be cool, and I'm excited to see him. What about you, man? Yeah, no, I I don't expect a, a major role. I expect kind of like um, oh, is it I'm blanking on his name, Michael Bien? Is that his name? Bean. Yeah, Michael Bean. Yeah. Michael Bean, yeah. uh, who was in season two, just kind of like a side kind of background character one, that one, kind one of episode. I mean, he, he was important as far as that that yes. uh, episode goes. It was the Jedi and he was like the magistrate's uh, general or so. I don't I don't know what his technical title was, but something like that would be pretty cool as far as seeing Christopher Lloyd uh, portraying that type of character in The Mandalorian. Don't again, don't expect it to be massive. Don't expect it to be a large role that just goes over the entire season. Yeah. Maybe just one episode kind of thing. 
that's kind of my expectation on this. And I have to say this, you, I know you said back to the future. I, I'll go ahead and throw this out there for our audience to roast me. I have never, it. not once, I have never seen back to the future all the way from beginning to end without interruption. Caleb. Never, never done it. Never done it. Caleb. Roast me. Come on, it's bring so it. Sad. Roast it's me. So, it's not even like, I'm not even angry. I'm just sad for you. Like, that's such a good trilogy. Like, all three. I mean, the third one, okay. But, like, all three of them are fantastic. I mean, you got Huey Lewis and the news is music. And then ZZ Top, Texas. Sure. I mean, come yeah. on. Tex, the, that little old band from Texas makes a cameo in the third one. So, it's like, come on, man. You got to yeah. watch yeah. this now. I, did, I do have to mention this, though. In the chat, I was cracking up. Bright Suns Media, they said he'll be Imperial Scientist Del Orion. As in DeLorean. Oh, nice. Mandalorian. And I would rather his name be something like Orion Dell. Because it's just, it sounds more Star Wars to me. Yeah. Orion Dell. Well, Bryson's media is bringing the uh, roasting. He, he, he said blasphemy. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> Man, okay. I told you, you and, you and Maddie need to sit down and watch these. It's not like I don't want to watch it. Like, I would, I would love to watch it. Yeah. I've just, it's just never really, like, become a priority for me i guess to sit down watch this thing because you know yeah i'm sure it's a great trilogy but it's not the trilogy it's not the trilogy right that's lord of the rings i'll <laughs> oh, get out of here <laughs> moving on moving on to the creator of the trilogy yes. we got some just kind of industry news here george lucas and kathleen kennedy received the 2022 Milestone Award during the Producers Guild of America Awards. This prestigious award is given annually to honor a person or team's contributions to the industry. Lucas and Kennedy are being recognized together as a credit to their extensive body of work individually and collaboratively through Lucasfilm. I would, I would venture to guess this is well-deserved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well deserved for these two who have massively impacted the industry as a whole. I mean, Star Wars in itself, we, we've discussed it here before um, on and on and on how much George Lucas, the original trilogy, the trilogy that we just kind of alluded to impacted the industry forever. It, it has changed so much. So love to hear this. DJ, I know stuff like this really gets you ex excited, especially when the maker uh, comes into play. What did you think when you heard about this news? Thank the maker. I mean, seriously, um, George Lucas, you can't say enough good things about George Lucas. You know, he's just, he is, he is the guy, you know, he's the man like John Williams is the man, but George Lucas is the man. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. it's the best. And yeah, these are, as RFB said in the chat, well-earned awards. I didn't even know that the PGA existed until this past week. And it was really cool looking at the table that they were seated, you know, seated with you had, Spielberg, Lucas, Francis Ford Coppola, Kathleen Kennedy. You had Filoni and Favreau. I mean, it was just like the, the tweet that sent it out. I, I don't even know who sent it out. I can't even give credit. But, like, you guys have seen it. You know, if you know – if you've been on Twitter in the last few days, you've seen this tweet. But it's like the power that sits at this table. Like, not even Shivi Palpatine could, could you know, <laughs> unleash more power than the, this table. You know, that, that that's the Senate right there at that table. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, it was a well-deserved award, and um, you know, George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy are a powerhouse team together. Throw Spielberg in the mix, and what do you get? You get Indiana Jones, you know. So, you know, anything like that. Anytime, you know, you got creators out there 
winning awards and and being recognized it's a good day it's a good day oh yeah no i mean you you nailed it i really don't don't have anything else beneficial to add because you said that perfectly honestly so uh but sorry. but uh rfb says well-earned awards bright suns media says lucasfilm revolutionized the vfx industry so many firsts belong to them one thousand percent one thousand percent all right let's go into our next news piece we got some video game news uh, Jedi Fallen Order sequel trailer is expected to uh, arrive at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. The source on this is Jeff Grubb, who from the article that I was reading seems to pre be a pretty legit uh, video game kind of news scooper. He usually gets the stuff. So I'm not surprised by this at all. I would be more surprised if we didn't get a Jedi Fallen Order sequel kind of trailer teaser thing at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. And speaking of Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. it just so happens that they are putting Cal Kestis's lightsaber at Disney the week before your boy here goes to Disney. And I'm highly, <laughs> highly debating getting that thing oh, because it is awesome it is absolutely yes. awesome anyway i had to had to mention that <laughs> well i i wanted to mention the the legacy saber too if you didn't you know and yeah i didn't even oh, i wasn't even aware of this vote that took place like disney parks did a fan vote you know oh they and, did yeah and the fans are chose the cal kestis saber really what Isn't were the it? other do, do you know the other options i, I don't i don't I man bet, you know uh, you know ray's you know ray skywalker lightsaber went in of course and you've got leia and luke and mm. you know, i'm sure dooku and maul and maybe obi-wan and then qui-gon or yoda i mean i imagine those are the other ones sure so if they're not already there i, I can imagine you know something like kit fistos or, or mace windus or you know, um, some other variant of a, of a lightsaber hilt or yeah. something, you know, I, I can imagine something, I don't know, but the fact that this was a vote, you know, that was, and I only know this because, um, Cameron Moynihan who played Cal Kestis, uh -huh. he tweeted, Hey, Disney parks put out the vote and you answered. And I was like, nice. Whoa. I was like, I didn't realize that. So that says to me yeah. that this is probably one of the most anticipated, uh, star Wars video game sequels. Absolutely. Ever. So I mean, glad you were saying that because that, that was le legit the next thing that I was going to say. Like good. that is ju that just speaks volumes with how well that game landed for so many people and also how anticipated maybe this sequel trailer uh, could be at Star Wars Celebration. Well, I had to Google when it came out, the first one, because it, it came out November 15th, 2019. And, you know, it couldn't have come out at a better time because what happened three months later, we were all locked up, you know, in our homes. So people like me who bought it went and had something to do during the first couple of months of the pandemic. And so yep. it was, it was nice to kind of fall in love with a new era of star Wars and, and a new story and see, you know, just the lore expanded. So I think that's, that has a lot to do with why so many people wanted this lightsaber, not to mention that lightsaber is cool. So you know? cool. And not, not to just full blown spoil it for if you haven't played it, but I guess this is Jedi fallen order spoilers. If you haven't, you know, spoiler, his, spoiler. his lightsaber is actually a half of a lightsaber, you know, mm -hmm. so he ends up building the other half of that lightsaber somewhere in the game. So, like, he ends up with a double-bladed lightsaber before it's all said and done, which is just incredible that, you know, there's a Jedi running around out there with a double-bladed lightsaber. 
Um, and I, I'm looking forward very much to the the sequel to this. And I don't think its title will be Fallen Order Two. It's supposed to be like Jedi blankety blankety blank. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> but well, I yeah, I love that title. That's a good title. <laughs> blankety blankety Jedi blankety Force. You know, it's like, man. I was even thinking maybe they they'll probably keep the Jedi and then the colon and then, yeah, then something new. Absolutely. Yeah. But it'd be cool if they did one day Sith and then something. Oh, Ooh, that'd be something. That would be interesting because then you could get like a, an Inquisitor story or something along Ooh. there. You play as an Inquisitor. Train Maybe a little uh, backstory uh, for our new Inquisitor and in Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's not bad. I like that. that. I'm already kind of forgetting the name of. Reva? Reva? Re- Reva or Reva or Reva, one of the two, something like that. But we've got some uh, May 25th. She's going to be known. That gummit. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope so. I'm still jury's still out, although I need to rewatch that trailer. I haven't watched it in a few days. Yes, I watch the trailers <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah, I need but, to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in like 30 I, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's still I was listening to a podcast today, break down the trailer and I was like, I got to watch this trailer again. <laughs> <laughs> but um no i we've got some talk in the chat uh the star wars skinny good to see you guys back again uh it says if galaxy's edge lets you build a bd1 at the droid oh. builders thing it's game over he's right it's it, they have all the money you get a bd yeah. you walk out of galaxy's edge with a bd and a calcasis lightsaber you, that's it it's game over i mean you, game you over it. it's done and then um oh world farm boy asked a question caleb do you have any lightsabers currently because that he probably I have a couple. So do you have any? I do, but they're not here. They're at my parents. So I don't have right. them with me, and, but they're not like black series or collector yeah. kind of worthy. They're yeah, they're good quality. It's a it's a Kylo Ren and it's a um, Skywalker. Are they One like of, the for, the force effects lightsabers? Yes, That's I think. I have. Yeah, yeah, I think so. My brother built his own on a website. So I don't even nice. know the website, but he, he, lo- I love his. It's great. It's a little short handle it changes to every color you can think of. It's fantastic. It's way better than those force effects. Lightsabers. <laughs> Just going to be real honest with you. Yeah. All right. Back to the chat. So good to know that you, we all have lightsabers here. Um, hey, let us know if you own a lightsaber and toss it down in the chat. Tell us which one and what color and all that good stuff. Yeah. And, fun to- and another question, another question. If you think I should get a lightsaber from Disney, let me know there in the is. chat too. There, there it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um john Harris says this is such an awesome game you can't wait for eclipse and eclipse has been delayed Dude. we may we may we'll be lucky if we get that before the end of the decade um i'm gonna say it right now i'm i think we're gonna be lucky if we get it that's yeah. just kind of the vibe i'm getting i yeah. think we'll be lucky if we get it <laughs> and then star wars skinny also says that jedi fallen order sequel will be called jedi mcjedi face yes <laughs> jedi mcjedi face starring Caleb Keller. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll go in there and do some do some work. They can capture my. Whoa. I'll I'll put on the weird pajamas all day. Yeah, that sounds like a great time. There you go. Well, I'm having a great time, man. We're kind of derailing, but that's fun. Oh, that's yeah. fine. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Okay, you let us know though. What what do you expect to see from this trailer? Uh, do you expect to see it at Star Wars Celebration? It sounds like a no brainer for it to come. Then everybody knows it's coming, so why not go ahead and do it during that massive weekend where we celebrate all things Star Wars? But you let us know what you think. We're probably wrong, like we always are. <laughs> anyway, next yeah. television news. Uh, okay, hold on. A little slight spoiler. Slight it is. It is. for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, DJ, you kind of had me thinking, because you texted me, right? 
You texted uh, yeah, me and you, you said something like uh spoiler for Kenobi or kind of like a, Ooh, yeah. Caleb, this is big. Be careful. Well, I, I did that because <laughs> last week you said something like, um, I'm getting sick of these spoilers. Or you said, <laughs> I don't know. You said something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to ease into this one. It's like, Hey man, <laughs> So spoiler and and truth be told, it's not the biggest spoiler. In the no, world, it, it's not. <laughs> but it is. A, it is a minor spoiler for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it, it, it's a very minor, very minor. Here it is. The Bounty Hunter 4LOM for LOM will yes. make an appearance in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And the source on this is Star Wars Newsnet, who we love here. I mean, I love reading all things yeah. that they put out. And they usually are on the money. So yes. expect this to uh, happen. I don't expect this to be a major role, though. Again, kind of connecting back to Christopher Lloyd's um, character, whoever he portrays in The Mandalorian. Maybe, maybe he has something to do with getting involved with Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how this is going to play. Do you have any theories, ideas? Maybe Christopher Lloyd is Forlom. You heard it here first. Christopher Lord playing for uh, Christopher Lord. Christopher Lloyd playing Forlom in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, no, I, I mean, that's a, that's a big shot in the dark, honestly. You know, I mean, it'd be kind of yeah. neat because we've already seen a, a character similar to Forlom in The Mandalorian Season 1. So um, that that Z was his name, something who flew the Razor Crest during that uh, episode where they break the the guy out of jail. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah but I'm he, I'm blanking on the name. And then Frog Lady like translates uh, through him. Come on, chat. Two. Come yeah, on, come chat. On, Bring on. it. <laughs> farm boy, where you at? John Hare. Come on. Um, and I uh, random f thing I just remembered. Uh, I I own a four long bobblehead. Really nice. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how I obtained it, but I also have Bosk, Boba, and Greedo. <laughs> nice. That's it's good. It's one of those things that, like, I don't know how I ended up with them. Actually, I know I got the Boba Fett one. My wife gave it to me. But the others, I have no idea where they came from. So, you know, it's just one of those, like, oh, yeah, Forlom exists. Oh, and he's currently on the shelf. You know, yeah. it's one of those weird, <laughs> weird things. Anyway, so Forlom, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. He's coming. Um it doesn't seem too bad to me. I would be upset if somebody said something like, you know, Daniel Logan is, no, that would make sense. Like Daniel Logan's playing like a younger, you know, Boba Fett. In, uh -huh. Or I don't know, like Sam Jackson shows up as Mace Windu. You know, I, that would make me upset if that was the spoiler. You know, I, I wouldn't want to hear that. You know, oh, I definitely would, not. I'd no. want to like wait on it. So Yeah. This, no, this, this cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. This is one of those that uh, didn't, didn't impact me in the slightest so so you i thought it was gonna be something massive turned out to not be but it was okay it's pretty cool reading that cool little connections and it'll change my view on seeing that scene in empire strikes back i'll be like oh hey he did that back in uh or i don't know for lom it he she who knows for lom did its thing in obi-wan kenobi series that that's yeah. really cool uh but you let us know what you think uh, of this bounty hunter q9 q9 dash oq there's his name um and there you go q. i knew it was a random letter of the alphabet like we don't normally use so thank you rfb for that yeah i don't use i don't use q other than quit or be quiet you know zero that's what they called him zero they didn't call him q they called him zero q is from james bond that's the guy who gives james bond all of his fun tech 
Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. <laughs> anyway, okay. thank you, RFB. <laughs> Let us know, everybody, what you think yes. of Forlom making an appearance in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Okay, that was all of the news that we had planned until today, literally hours before the show. Uh, yeah. We had some news pieces that DJ kind of sent me links uh, to. He sent me links of it. He asked if we should talk about it. I said, yes, but I don't have enough time to really look at it. So, DJ, I'm going to pass it to you okay. to lead this discussion and no to problem. share with the lovely people what else is going on in the world of Star Wars. Two very quick news pieces. We won't spend a whole lot of time on them because I want to get to our discussion. And I think that you guys who are listening and watching will probably want to stick around for our discussion as well. But all right. Uh, first one is Deborah Chow. Y'all know her, Mandalorian director, also the director for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, spoke with Entertainment Weekly about the return of Darth Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she had the following things to say. I'm going to directly quote from the article. Okay, It says, the starting place of a character is you just start and you look at who has been important to Obi-Wan in his life. And it's quite hard to avoid Anakin slash Vader in that scenario, especially coming out of Revenge of the Sith. So really, it came out of an evolution of the character for Deborah Chow. It wasn't just to sort of bring him back. So she basically says, we're not doing this just because we can, because it was really like, who means something? And where are we at this point in the timeline with Vader? Hmm. Initial thoughts for me um that's really cool that they're not just bringing them in to bring them in they're not just shoehorning them in here you know they're really doing something careful with um what um they're trying to you know eventually put out there for so caleb the question i'm going to ask you is does the idea of a character study whether it's obi-wan or vader excite Mm. you in in this given this quote oh certainly um i think i know more so the i mean i say that i probably don't i kind of can expect to see how obi-wan is like struggling as far as a character at this moment with the whole anakin turning into darth vader thing but i would love like that that uh, that question that you just threw out there toward me about the character study i want to get inside the head of anakin at this time and his transition into vader and how he's viewing obi-wan kenobi in these moments i know how obi-wan's viewing anakin turning into vader he still loves him he's heartbroken he's um, he's literally depressed probably he lost his brother he expressed that we saw that in revenge of the sith i I, and i know i know anakin says i hate you yada 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 but we we see that anakin still has internal struggle as he transitions into vader i would love to see his point of view uh how he's viewing obi-wan in this series that would be pretty great pretty great i I don't know if there's a story out there that already has explained that but you did say that anakin slash vader is struggling with his past versus who he is as vader that's all over comic books right now. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Good point. Over the last, man, it's really since, gosh, probably 2017, 2018. There have yeah. been numerous Vader stories. And mm-hmm. aside from the initial comic run that they put out through Marvel, you know, right after the acquisition in 2012, I think it was, they started rolling those comics out like 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. And then, then they had the second Darth Vader run where they talked a lot about Kylo Ren. Even, yeah, and and I read a few of those. Those were incredible. So, 
to think of, oh, we're going to get a um, an in-depth look at his thoughts on Obi-Wan. I hope, I don't know if that's what they're doing, but, you know, I hope that, you know, and by the way, when Deborah Chow's quote I pulled, Deborah is talking about Obi-Wan. She's not talking mm-hmm. about Vader. Right. But, but here it's nice to think, what is Anakin thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for me, I think that's why it excites me too, just like you said, Caleb. And so uh, really, really cool stuff. Okay, here's the second question. How do we think the idea of this being a character-driven story will influence the perception of already existing Star Wars stories? And when I wrote this question, here's what I was thinking. When we get done with the six-part, you know, series, and it's into June, into July, whenever it actually ends, I don't, I don't know, probably somewhere in mid-June, you know, or, and, you know, it would be July probably when it ends. Um, we're gonna, early July. We're going to get done with this. Okay, yeah, early July. So we're going to get done with this, and right now there's no season two, you know. So what's it going to tell us about A New Hope is kind of my thinking. Mm. And how does that like do you think it's going to change anything it's like do you rewatch a new hope like one more time just in case yeah well i know for me and i know longtime listeners of the show jacob my brother it's been a minute since he's been on you know but one of the things he's always kind of struggled with is as far as obi-wan and anakin fighting again was for him uh darth vader and a new hope saying Uh, a presence i haven't felt since and then he just kind of pauses always worked so well for him that oh he's definitely talking about mustafar that's the last time that they ever saw each other and and that is something that jacob was always like i don't it would be great to see darth vader and obi-wan kenobi fight yeah but but i don't know if that would mess that up so so definitely i mean definitely i'm gonna view that differently in a new hope, I'm going to view Vader saying that differently because now their new little fight or whatever, this throwdown that they're about to have, that they are uh, heavily teasing that they're going to clash again. That's what Vader's actually referencing in a new hope. Uh, And then also I'm going to view when Obi-Wan is talking to Luke in his little hut, in his little homestead, Uh, I'm going to view that conversation probably completely different. So I do think that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and specifically this character driven type story is going to heavily impact a new hope. And and I mean, Rogue One even did that a little bit. And and I can only imagine that this series is going to do it even more so. Well, yeah. And I think I've thought about this a little bit, too. You know, I've thought about what does the conversation between Luke and Ben look like in the hut, you know, on Tatooine and his, in Obi-Wan's house. For me, I was always a little thrown off by the line post revenge of the Sith. When he says he's more machine now than man, Mm. because Obi-Wan last time canonically up to this point that Obi-Wan has seen Vader was with no arms, no legs, no mask. Well, he had one arm on the banks of a lava river. So how would he know he's been suited up? You know, what, why would he know he's a machine? And then for Vader to say, I haven't felt this presence since Jacob is a hundred percent right up to this point. Most of us have thought, yeah, it's Mustafar Mm -hmm. that he's talking about Mustafar, but in light of that, uh, that like glaringly obvious, how does Obi-Wan, I think I say it's glaringly obvious. It's probably not that obvious, but it's something I've thought about for 
probably more than a decade at this point because <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. And I also have this Obi-Wan novel, and not to dwell on it for too long, but this Obi-Wan novel is called The Life and Legend of Obi-Wan. Um, some of you may have read it. If you haven't, pick it up. It's got really cool dual cover art. But um, if you, you got to read it because it gives this really interesting look into Obi-Wan's life between three and four and even into his ghost side of things. So you pick it up and read it before Kenobi comes out because it's going to be one of those things you're like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, I don't want to dwell on this too long. I know we said be quick, but it, it, we could talk about this a long time, I think. We could. We could. And, and this is part of the reason I have Anakin and Obi-Wan behind me tonight <laughs> because I wanted to talk, discuss this a little bit. But um, for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and move forward um, okay. because this is one of those things that you're right, Caleb. It may adjust the way we view certain things, but in another way, I think it will enhance the way we view certain stories. Um, I think we can all, to a certain degree, maybe agree on that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Awesome. Well, let's go on to our final news piece. This is from Bestman Bulletin. We get them a lot around here. And in the last few weeks, they have been dropping news left and right about everything you can think of. I mean, it's insane. Yes. I mean, they're just bat. They're like batting, you know, what is it? 300 right now? 400? I, I'm bad at baseball term. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame worthy for sure. Yeah. I mean, incredible stuff. So here, here's what they're here's what they're dropping. OK, today, like literally an hour ish before we started the show, they dropped this new report saying that there is a new Star Wars show that um, they've actually reported this recently about a High Republic era Star Wars TV show being filmed, but today they reported the show is currently in pre-production in like the pre-production phase. They're building sets and it is set to begin shooting in June. Wow. So that's fast. And not to mention they've got Ahsoka that's supposed to be starting filming in April and Andor is about wrapped up. It's filming. So, I mean, Lucasfilm has been just going, you know, hundred miles an hour for a long time now. Um, now, Lucasfilm has yet to actually confirm this High Republic show's existence, so we're waiting to hear whether or not this is even legit, but Bestman Bolton, I mean, has been really getting it, you know, done. So, yeah. as of right now, I would personally call them a reliable source. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. You know, so it's really kind of neat. So, and just the final thing, you know, at the tail end of this, you know, report, I think I've already kind of mentioned it, but um, you know, they're, they're going to be dropping some more Mandalorian and Andor news coming up. Um, so be tuning in to, to Mando talk to hear our takes on all that fun stuff. Yeah. But, um, Caleb, as far as this high Republic stuff goes, what are you thinking? I mean, I'm loving it. I, I would love to hear some ba -da -ba -ba. updates of of <laughs> official updates and, and whatnot for, for this series or show or movie. Do, do we, do we know? Or uh, it just was a in the article. It says series. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, a High Republic yeah. series. I am so far behind on these novels. I mean, having a baby threw me off. I was doing so good. I got through the first one. I yeah. started the Rising Storm, and I just tanked. Well, I mean, I've got the first one finally hard copied, but I've been too worried about finishing the uh, Legends Thrawn trilogy first. Ooh, sorry, I, I have to. I have Do to. It. <laughs> uh, but Do yeah, it. no, this is very exciting. Uh, and yeah, like you, Bestman Bulletin's bringing it. So I'm uh, believing it for right now that that we are, in fact, going to be getting a mystery Star Wars series 
soon. And maybe they'll announce this thing at Celebration. We were just talking about that I, earlier, you know, with honestly, uh, a Jedi Fallen Order sequel trailer. It would make sense for them to, to announce it then. But it, and again, a, another flip, flip the perspective here. Yeah, they they have a lot that they need to update us on on the currently announced series and movies and things like that. So I, I know there's some people out there and, and usually I'm somebody that's like this is can we please can we please make sure the stuff that you have uh, announced really lands nicely before we yes. worry about anything else. I know there's a well, there's an audience out there that feels that way. <laughs> oh, I I'm a I'm a member of that audience for yeah. sure. And I know you are and I think a lot of our listeners certainly are. So here's something cool to consider. Um the Tuesday before Obi-Wan premieres is also the same week Star Wars celebration begins. Yep. So Tuesday will be Mando Talk. Yep. So be here for that. That's May yep. 24th. Okay. Yep. 25th will be Kenobi. Yep. Then 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th of that week will be Celebration. There's a chance we may have a one heck of a podcasting week there. Yeah, there. Yeah, we might have to block off that entire weekend somehow. <laughs> I don't know how no, we're going to do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> like on the 26th, too, like we got to do our Kenobi yeah. spoiler discussion. And who knows? Because that is when Celebration kicks off. Who knows what kind of news comes whenever oh, we're going no live there. So, hey, it's going to be great. It's going to be great come summer. Kenobi's hitting. Uh, Celebration's hitting. All these kind of trailers and announcements are hitting. So I cannot wait to uh, get to that moment. So let's go ahead then. We're kind of in this excitement mode of talking about the future of Star Wars. Let's go ahead and go into our discussion of uh, way too early predictions, updates, rumors for the upcoming shows that are coming on Disney+. Plus. Now, obviously, the first one that probably all of us are still thinking about is Obi-Wan Kenobi. But I do have to say this. We've been talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi for a hot minute now, past two or three weeks. It's been trailer breakdowns. It's been trailer or yeah, trailer breakdowns, trailer reaction, image breakdowns, all of that stuff. Today, rumors, news pieces, you name it with Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're getting it. But I do just plug. Make sure you go back and check all that stuff out. Me and DJ have been uh, cranking it out as far as giving our opinions and thoughts on the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff that they're delivering. But, I mean, DJ, anything that you want to say about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Because I, w- I want to pay respect to, to all the other ones that we're getting to. Because, like we said at the top, we haven't had an opportunity to talk about some of these things because Obi-Wan Kenobi took the spotlight when we came back from the Book yeah. of Boba Fett. Uh, so, anything you want to say about Obi-Wan Kenobi that you're just itching to get off your chest? I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yes. There you go. Star Wars skinny because of Obi-Wan. Yes. So, no, I don't have anything to add on Obi-Wan. I just want to reiterate okay. what you said, you know, go back and listen to what we've been talking about the last few weeks, you know, here at Mando Talk. So you can get all the things you need to know about Obi-Wan uh, on those on those previous episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As far as adding conversation with Obi-Wan goes to this discussion, though, I have to say it's easily the most anticipated for me of, of what we're getting this year. Like, it's not even close. Not yes. even close. And of course, it's easy for me to say that with that being the next one. But it was that way, way before we even got to this moment. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. You know, this this particular show is more special than Mandalorian or Boba Fett, you know, and, and I'll, I'm just being honest. I mean, yeah, a new bounty hunter show is awesome. And I'm loving every second of it. And Boba Fett, you know, he's Boba Fett. I love Boba Fett. But like, 
he's not Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, like, you know, and so this is going to be one, a very, to me, I'm kind of viewing this series as revenge of the Sith part two. Yeah. Yeah. Or a new hope part one, depending on your viewpoint, you know, maybe, Hmm. you know, actually that might be rogue one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe (laughs) Kenobi is like, is a new hope part one and rogue one is new heart, a new hope part two. And then a new hope is part three. You know, there you go. <laughs> it's its own trilogy. It's its own oh trilogy. My gosh, <laughs> my mind has just been blown with that idea. I love that. Well, I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi gets teased in Rogue One too, so it's all connecting. Oh my all goodness! All connecting. Okay, I'm watching Rogue One tonight. When when Bell Organa inevitably apparently shows up in Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah. that'll easily connect to Rogue One when he shows up. And then, yeah, you name it, you name it. It's I gonna be that. great. It's going to be great. All right, let's dive into, let's do the first one as the Bad Batch. Of course, last week we talked about Kevin Kiner giving details of there being a gap in time, expect an older Omega returning to Coruscant in a political noir composition. Now, here's kind of the thing that has been going on with the Bad Batch recently. Star Wars Insider had in... in one of its issues that it was going to have a spring of 2022 release window. But ever since this has reportedly been removed. So one of the things that I am burning to discuss with you, DJ is I'm still so confused about when we can expect to see this series drop on Disney plus because we know we're getting Obi-Wan Kenobi in May. It's going to last until July. And then, and already on top of that, you know, you got your Marvel stuff that's coming out, too. So are are they even worried about the crossover anymore? Are they just going to drop the Bad Batch just whenever, however, uh, weekly, all at once? What, what what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I know that, like, Netflix's subscriber count dropped recently. And mm. I think that is a due part to the fact that, you know, people are starting to realize I can't justify multiple streaming sources, you mm. know? And Netflix is really, honestly, I'm not a big fan of a lot of their original content. And I don't know if anybody else is, but like, I don't need Netflix anymore unless I want to watch a movie or show that's been out for 20 years, you know? So people may be, this is my guess, people may be moving to Disney Plus and realizing they're, they're dropping new stuff. It's things that everybody's talking about. I want in on it, you know? And... I think that has a little bit to do with the fact. Now, having said that, I think that that means that Disney doesn't care if they're dropping Marvel and Lucasfilm content at the same time. Um, I think yeah. that, that I don't think that they care because they're raking in the subs. And speaking of subscriptions, guys, y'all sub to Mando Talk. <laughs> um, you know, we were trying to get to 200 before Obi Wan Kenobi premiere, so help there us out go. with that. But do it, um, do it. Do it. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, Kylo Ren says "Do it" in the Last Jedi. Just kind of, he kind of goes, just he kind of just goes, do it. Kind of, <laughs> sounds a little more like Sylvester Stallone. I did watch Rocky too today, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Anyway, um, all that to say, I think that they don't care. Therefore, when does Bad Batch drop? I don't know. <laughs> I, um, love it. I, I mean, it makes sense that they might do like a, a, a late summer, early fall thing. Yeah. I mean, because that's like the only window I really feel like they have open. Okay. Right? So here, here's a follow up question then. Mm-hmm. Are we okay with two Star Wars projects being released at the same time? I mean, as a fan, I don't care, but it yeah. does it does hurt the general, you know, viewer population. Uh-huh. You know, they they're gonna be like, 
wait, this is also Star Wars. Like it just, it confuses people. Like even my wife, when we, we, when Rogue One came out, we went and saw Rogue One. We weren't married yet. Um, we weren't even engaged yet, but we went and saw Rogue One. And the whole time she was waiting on Ray to show up. She's not, she's a general population, not even really a fan. She just goes because she loves me, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things. So she was like, where's Ray? And I was like, this is not about Ray. And like, this is like 30 years before she's even born. And she's like, oh, okay. It so was, is that Ray's mom? <laughs> you know, I mean, and that, oh, I loved that stuff. That was so much fun. I love, I love, I want to go back to an era of not knowing that Jodie Comer is Ray's mom. It just makes it was me great. Uh, anyway um so that that to say you know it may be a little confusing but Uh it's helpful that andor's live action and bad batch is animated yeah absolutely um so so they'll maybe like pick one and and maybe watch the other later you know some people i won't i'll watch them all in the same day oh absolutely yeah absolutely um as far as the bad batch release for me i had i know a few weeks maybe a month ago i said something about drop bad batch all at once on a fair enough take you did say that yeah let's not do that caleb you're stupid let's let's <laughs> let's do it each week let's do it each week it's just yeah. more fun that way and, and it's working you alluded to disney plus bringing in bringing in the subs and netflix kind of losing some netflix yeah. is starting to realize that they might need to start doing weekly releases because maybe it, it just it, yeah. it creates a community people get to talk about it like we do here uh so Keep doing that with Bad Batch. I don't know what Caleb a month ago was thinking. I hope that they do well, keep that type of schedule. That was releasing before, it weekly. Yeah, that well, that that fair enough take was before Netflix, you know, saw that drop. You know, that was before that. So it's hindsight. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, so it, nothing wrong with that. Don't beat yourself up. It's okay. Hey. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, well, let's do this before we move on from the Bad Batch. It sounds like. Overall, our answer as far as when to expect this thing is we don't know, Yeah, <laughs> but we still want to see it weekly. Yeah, correct. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah OK, yeah. OK, let's get into some plot points, just some okay. speculation and way too early prediction. I've got a heavy and hot okay. way too early prediction. OK, do it. I want to hear it. I don't because I don't have any predictions for this show. OK, so I would love to hear this. Boba Fett and Cad Bane face off. Okay, I take it back. I had one prediction for the show. <laughs> <laughs> way too early, way too unrealistic prediction. There you go. No, Boba Fett, like, Cad we, Bane. We get a, we get some more background behind their meetup in the book of Boba Fett for people that are not like us that are watching live, that are listening to this podcast. Well, I don't know, though, because are people outside of us watching The Bad Batch? That's another kind of reflection question that we could really ask if we wanted to. But still, I think the Bad Batch is a good opportunity. They name dropped Boba Fett in the first season of the Bad Batch. They brought in Cad Bane in the first season of the Bad Batch. It's a great avenue to do that if they want to. You know, we talked about character study and and character connection earlier with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. We could do that with with Boba Fett and Cad Bane in the Bad Batch. That's just my my one and only really hot take kind of prediction. I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people expect it. It's just Cad Bane showed up in Bad Batch. He showed up uh-huh. in Book of Boba Fett. We all knew about the Clone Wars, you know, unfinished episode between them. Yeah. Bad Batch seems like the natural place to put it. And then yep. sprinkle, sprinkle in Omega and get a little brother-sister reunion. That's what Star Wars is about. 
I mean, it's Dude, brother. Yes. You know, it's it's family getting together and then celebrating with Ewoks at the end of it. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Badge. Oh, my gosh. How insane would it be if Ewoks showed up in Bad Batch? Good Lord. It'd be awesome. It's like that's like my Tuscan Raider uh, on speeder prediction that came true. You know, like if Ewoks are in Bad Batch, I'll eat my hat. You know, it's just like it's something insane. But we're, that's neither here nor there. Um, over here, we had Bright Suns Media in the chat saying that they might release on different days, like Wednesdays for Andor, Friday for uh, Book of Boba Fett. I mean, not Book of Boba Fett. I'm so sorry, the Bad Batch. And you know, I, I guess that's. Yeah, that'd be okay, but they've already said they're going to drop them new content on Wednesdays. I don't see Disney walking that back. And then thoughts about Star Wars is also in the chat, which is all what, what we're up? all doing. That's what we're all doing here. We're just dropping thoughts about Star Wars. <laughs> they said that they miss Friday release days, and they don't know why. I then said, I think it's just that weekend hype. You know, I like miss it, I miss the Friday release days too. It, I really, it was, I miss it too. I do too because that was my lawn mowing day. I'd get up and watch <laughs> the show, and then go mow the lawn come home and watch it again it was great you know it was fantastic so anyway uh you know i I don't know when they're dropping this but you know like you said caleb if it's week to week cool plot points cad bane boba that's all i've got you know i I can't think of anything sweet i like it (laughs) i like it all right let's go into andor so here are some updates on andor that occurred um over the past kind of months few weeks months signed the composer nicholas Bratel. uh he's going to be the main composer for the series i i don't uh, dj are you familiar with him so here's the thing i think i read that he was from succession he's gotten a lot of recognition for that series so, so i'll pass yeah it to you. you're well, the composer guy here i am the composer guy and you got it right i did go look up his discography on <laughs> uh on spotify in fact i'm actually scrolling through it right at this exact moment i expect nothing less dj but nothing here, less <laughs> here's yeah here's something really cool though the disney connection here he was the guy who did cruella okay uh he did an amazon series called the underground railroad uh he did succession as you mentioned um he also did the netflix movie the king with i believe that was timothy chalamet Bruh, i love that movie let's go hyped about this let's go (laughs) he also did vice which was the movie about dick cheney uh, played by christian bale which i i read that dick cheney's family was not happy with the way that movie went down and probably the next best thing he's going to be known for is the oscar winner from uh 2016 moonlight he did moonlight Mm -hmm. so he's he does oscar nominated stuff most recently Uh he did don't look up on netflix so he's got a relationship with a lot of these different studios which i think is really cool um so i think it's a neat thing that he is being brought in here that that being said have not listened to his music intentionally this thus yet uh but i i do intend to because i want to get like a it's kind of like if you yeah, it's like if you go to an opera or a musical, they play like the overture themes up front as you're getting seated. That way you'll recognize the musical cues during the actual performance. I don't know if y'all know that. That's what they do. So for me, that's why I listen to other composers work so I can kind of get a feel for what they're doing. That's why whenever Ludwig Gornson was, you know, doing Mando, I wasn't thrown off by the music because I'd already listened to the Creed soundtrack, mm. you know. 
So for me, it was like, you know, I, oh, okay, yeah, this is fine. You know, this is just this guy's style. So similar situation here. I want to know the guy's style. I recommend that to anybody. So for me, I think this is really cool. We got an Oscar, you know, you know, he, he, he himself, I don't think he's been nominated. I haven't go that far to look, but his films he's done have been Oscar nominated and have won Oscars. Yeah. So the artistic, you know, style of this, it's right there in the mix. That's really cool to me. Yeah, and I I expect him to bring great things to Andor yes. uh, based off of that list uh, of things that he's worked on before that you just shared. Uh, as far as other things, we've got cast additions: David Heyman, Fiona Shaw, and Rosaline Halstead. Uh, for me personally, I don't know anything about those three, but DJ, I'll pass it to you. Do you know anything about those three? Not a clue. All right, moving on, moving on. Okay, <laughs> the next thing that I wanted to say. In my opinion, this is by far the series that I feel like I know the least about. Like, I feel like I kind of have a general sense as far as where Kenobi is heading, where the Mandalorian is heading, where the Bad Batch is heading, even where Ahsoka is heading. Like, I, I get a general sense of what can we expect from those shows. I have no clue no clue what we're going to get in Andor, and that really 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 excites me i think it's great that we don't know what we're getting i mean we know what we're getting but we don't know what we're getting you know like mm. it's a it's a not a, even a detective it's a spy thriller i mean it's it's probably the closest to like james bond and star wars that's what i, I keep that hearing might, that might be like a good oh, oh you've heard that okay i didn't know you yeah heard that. that's how i'm viewing it Okay. So okay. That, that's really cool to know that, that other people feel that way too. Um, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a K2SO Funko Pop and I almost, instead of that Anakin, I almost bought a K2SO the other day. I kind of wish I had, but we'll talk mm. about that another time. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got a couple of, and I got an Andor Pop and a, and an Andor Black Series figure. So like, it's really cool to like, you know, as a fan of casting Andor and as Caleb very probably well remembers my first time on Mando Talk, they asked me, what my favorite star wars character was and i was like it's cassie and andor and honestly it kind of still is it's a tie between him and and finn honestly uh i rewatched tfa and tlj this week so i'm kind of like on a little bit of a finn kick at the moment so sure. um but regardless uh you know i i think it's really cool that um we don't know a lot about this as you said and that's really yeah. fun that's really fun for me yeah, yeah, no, it is. And for us speculators, yeah, we love it. Uh, okay, another update. According to Bespin Bulletin, Andor could arrive in August, which is a lot earlier than I certainly expected. But something to remember, folks, is this has been reported as a 12-episode series. That's which is three nuts. months. That's, That's nuts. Three months. So if it's not going to cross over into The Mandalorian Season 3, then... It can't. Yeah, it's got to start in August. But it can't cross over because this takes place before Rogue One. Right. No, I oh, meant, you like, mean, I meant oh, like a, okay. a releasing okay. crossover. Like, it, the, like Andor needs to finish I up see. before and Mando 3 It'll go out. back to that TFA Rogue One situation I was talking <laughs> yeah. about a minute ago. You know, that's people are going to be like, wait a minute. This isn't. No, nah, I want the guy with the helmet and the little green guy. You know, I don't want this guy. You know, it's that's what people are going to be saying. Basically what they did with the book of Boba Fett. But anyway, <laughs> just, play, just playing. <laughs> anyway, back to Andrew. Boba back episode, Andrew. though. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, the uh, if if it's in fact 12 episodes, the releasing in August kind of seems necessary. 
earlier than anticipated, but but necessary, which, again, I know this is going back to Bad Batch, but that causes some issues again with that whole release thing that we were talking about earlier, because if Kenobi's ending in early July and Andor is pumping it out in August, the Bad Batch has no room to drop 16 episodes. No, it doesn't. Weekly. Unless Unless they want to drop multiple shows at once. I think Disney understands that the live action content in the grand scheme of things is more important than the animation. I I think that we all need to realize that. Yeah. And if that gets you butt hurt, get over it. It's, I mean, it just, it is what it is. I mean, I, I love rebels. I love clone wars. Heck I loved bad batch. There were, there were moments that lull moments that lull in all of them. Okay. But they are not real life. You know, they're not legitimate people in costumes. Right. They're, they're people talking in a microphone like us, only they get paid to do it. Okay. Yep. No, you're That's, so right. So it's very different. I still respect the art, but it's not as important. Nope. So, it, it, at the end, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's a business. Disney's got to yep. make business deci- decisions and put the live action stuff as priority. And yep. I always say this, I use my wife as a, as a test, as far as like, how how is this reading with the general audience she has watched every single star wars live action show movie with me she has never seen a second of animated shows so there there you go folks i mean i, I hate to break it to you but that it that's how it is so dj you're you're 100 right i do feel like we're getting to the point where we're just gonna have some some shows releasing at the same time and that and that's okay that's okay it's better for us. It's better for us as Star Wars fans. It honestly. gives us it gives us a chance to talk more about what we love, and that's always a good time. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So there you go. <laughs> Question for you: Okay, is it odd that we keep getting casting news this late into production? No. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> it's not because. The show in and of itself is production has been a mystery and facts. I don't like and the I, series itself. Yeah, exactly. And I don't mind because I don't mind not knowing plot points. I don't uh-huh. mind not knowing what's going on with Mandalorian. You know, once baby Yoda Grogu showed up, it was like, this is what the show's about. You know, yeah. Boba Fett, we kind of had an idea of what, what it could be with Obi-Wan. We, kind of know what it's going to be you know and or this could be anything yep so to me all of these people they could be in one episode they could be in 10 episodes i have no idea for me it doesn't it doesn't matter you know that these guys are getting you know dropped out here you know uh, out of nowhere here seemingly last minute i know sure. we're kind of into the home stretch here before and or supposed to drop yeah. So to me, no, it doesn't bother me. Does it does it bother you at all? Oh, no, not not at all. But I did see that discussion kind of occurring online oh, cool. when when those reports and rumors were coming out oh, about awesome. those casting yeah. additions. So if I was seeing it online, I felt like it was something to at least bring up on the show. But no, I'm not worried about it in the slightest. And even if it just because the, that news came out then doesn't mean that it hasn't been a thing for a while now as far as those actors and actresses being yep. in the show so it doesn't bother me at all okay next question about andor will this 
B, the first live action Disney Plus series without Luke Skywalker prediction mode. I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, it will be. We are not going to see Luke Skywalker in Andor at all. What do you think? I was about to say, did we see Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba Fett? Yes, we did. Yeah, Duh. we did. <laughs> um, you know, based on the timeline and the characters, uh-huh. why would we see him? You know? Yes. You know why? There's no reason to see. I think him. we were asking that question about him showing up in the book of Boba Fett too. <laughs> That's true. And the only way we get Luke if he's if he's like 15, yeah. you know, like well, I actually really don't know because he's 19 whenever Rogue One's happening, uh-huh. and that depend. And if they want to do four or five seasons of Andor, Luke would have to be 14 or 15. Uh, Star Wars Skinny says we're gonna see Leia. I think there's been enough. I, I'm kind of in a weird place on this because hmm. I I have a small ethical dilemma with the de-aging technology we're using on Luke. It just, I just, there's a part of me that's like, this is wrong. Like <laughs> the way they explain it in the Disney gallery, there's just like an element of it. It's like, I don't know if I feel like this is something that's supposed to happen. Um, you know, technology can be dangerous and, but that being said, even though I have this weird ethical dilemma, I do think Leia will show up in Andor. She makes the most sense to show up in Andor. I mean, she uh-huh. showed up. She showed up in Rebels. And keep in mind, <laughs> she's the same age. At, well, Luke and her are both the same age as Ezra Bridger. You yeah. know, they're all the same age. So there's a lot of things that can happen in Andor. You know, where we could see Ezra Bridger. I, mean, I doubt it, but, you know, it's possible. Um, we could see a young Leia. That makes way more sense. And I don't know who the heck would play a teenage Leia. I know a lot of people think Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things would be good for that role. Um, based on the Stranger Things 4 images I've seen, yeah, I could see that being a possibility, but not not before that. Um, yeah. Regardless, um, kind of back to the initial question, Luke Skywalker. Eh, probably not, but you know, at this point, they brought him into everything else. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Luke Skywalker. The only live action content Luke Skywalker has not been in is Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Solo: A Star Wars Story, and Rogue One. That's it. He's been in yes. everything else live action. Yep. I mean, that's nuts. So, and he wasn't even necessary a necessity for. Mandalorian or Boba Boba Fett. We did not need to see him in those series. We didn't, didn't need to, but it was it was pretty awesome. Was pretty freaking cool, even though pretty again, cool. That's why I have an ethical dilemma. I don't know which side of the fence I'm on. It was yeah. cool, but I don't like it, but I do. It's just a whole thing. So anyway, and I gotta I gotta one of these days have a whole conversation about that because we're already out of time and I just I can't I can't go into it today. But anyway, yeah, no, we, we'll set it, we'll do that one one day for sure. But andor, probably not. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave my end of things on that for the day um so yeah all right that sounds good well I, I feel pretty pretty good as far as our discussion with andor there so let's go ahead and go into the mandalorian season three here are some updates axe woves is returning from bestman bulletin the minds of mandalore are expected to be seen from bestman bulletin jim o'hare is rumored to be to appear in the series the Mandalorian season three is expected to arrive around Christmas. This is from TV line. All of those updates. What do you think DJ? Okay. Ax woes that 100% means uh, we're getting a Funko pop of this guy. Um, 
any any not a Funko Pop. I'm sorry. I meant to say Black Series. Anytime you have a character return like this, they're gonna be getting some more recognition outside of the show, and I think this is an in- indicator that he will. Um, Sasha Banks has already said she is not returning, so it makes sense to bring in this guy. Um, what he's doing, no idea. Uh, I imagine he will. You know what? I'll take a stab at this. Here's my new theory. He will be the guy that takes Din Djarin to Mandalore to go to the mines of Mandalore. That's why I'm going to go ahead and say that now. I think it'd be really cool. You know, have like a little guide there. I think it'd be really neat. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. So the mines of Mandalore to me, I love this idea of like, he has to be like reborn. Like I'm a pastor. I'm going to make the spiritual connection. I love the idea of the redemption thing being shown. And I love the idea of like, I think that he should, and, and the armorer says this something about how you have to be, like dipped in the waters of the mines of Mandalore. And I'm like, okay, so he's got to get baptized. Cool. You know, like as a Baptist myself, I'm like, yeah, dunk the fool. I think that's cool. You know, I think that's awesome. So to me, that's really cool. So mix that Axe Woes, Mines of Mandalore, Din and slash Pedro Pascal. You got a, you got a good day right there. The only thing is what does he have to take the helmet off to get dunked or whatever? Um, I don't know, but huh. there's there's that. I mean, it, th- there's going to be more like if if Pedro Pascal doesn't take his helmet off more in this. Why did we cast him? You know, I just I've said this before. I like Pedro Pascal. I like what he does with the voice of the Mandalorian. But like there's other people who are in the suit more often than him. We kind of need to figure out what we're doing with Pedro. I think um, that's just my opinion. Now to go back to you real quick, Caleb. Do you think that there's something there about about this that needs to be discussed with Axe Woves and the Minds of Mandalore? Or? No, I I didn't have any thoughts on connecting all of those, but the way you just connected it all, that yes, I'm on board. That's a prediction that I'm 100 percent behind. Okay, we'll we'll start put that up it. on the put that up on the board for next time. <laughs> yeah, Jim O'Hare, freaking Jerry Gergich from Parks and Rec. <laughs> Holy crap! If he doesn't break his arm trying to find a burrito in a river. I send it back. No, I'm just kidding. He'll be like a quick cameo. I think he'll just kind of yeah. be there. He'll like be a bar owner or something. That's it. You know, unless he's voicing a character, maybe he's Forlom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's fine. I don't, I, you know, he's cool. I like him. He's hilarious. He's a very talented actor. And I think he, he'd he be great in Star Wars. You know, I think it'd be fun to see someone like him. And your thoughts on him? I mean, I love him in Parks and Rec, so let's go. Okay. Let's go. And I'm like you, small role, but it'll be yeah. cool. It'll be cool yeah. to see him show up. Yeah. Okay, some reflection questions uh, with the Mandalorian real quickly here. First question that I put was, has the Book of Boba Fett impacted our views on Season 3? For me, absolutely. 100%. Like, uh, I thought that the stuff that we were going to get or that we ended up getting in the book of Boba Fett regarding Din Djarin, Grogu and everything was stuff that we were going to get in season three. But, but, and I thought that we weren't going to Mandalore until season four, but now I think we're going, and we just talked about it with the minds of Mandalore. We're going to Mandalore now season three, this Christmas, this December, whenever it's coming, we're traveling. We're going to see Mandalore again, live action. Cause again, we saw Mandalore for the first time, live action in yeah. the book of Boba Fett and not the Mandalorian, which completely threw me off. But <laughs> yes, the book of Boba Fett has majorly impacted my views, my predictions, what I can expect, what I think I should expect 
in season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah, me too. You know, I think that what we're going to see in, in, in this based on what we've seen in book of Boba Fett is going to be a major, like, remember this, you know, like think back to this, you know, or people who skip book of Boba Fett and are waiting on Mando three, you know, for whatever reason, they're going to be like, Oh, I missed something. And they may go back and rewatch Boba Fett. Of course, by now, all the news about Grogu and Luke should have, you know, already hit their ears by this point. But right. even so, there's RP, there are holdouts, you know. So there's that. Um, you know, it's going to affect it, but I just don't want this whole Minds of Mandalore thing to be like the Minds of Moria from Lord of the Rings. I don't need, I mean, it'd be really cool to watch Din Djarin fight a Balrog. That would be cool. <laughs> but it's not something that just needs to happen. You know, I don't want them to be like what we saw in fellowship of the ring, you know? Um, I mean, if, if John Reese Davies wants to play a dwarf, he won't ever play a dwarf again, but if he wants to play a dwarf and he jumps into the mix and he's leading Din Djarin through the minds of Moria. Cool. I mean, more minds of Mandalorian, <laughs> find a Mandalore. Gosh. Okay, fine. But you know, it's not something I think is absolutely necessary in that sense, but it does affect how I see things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 100%, 100%. Well, I mean, we could, we could go into like what to expect from Din and Grogu, but but really, um, I, I feel like we've kind of hit on it as far as going to Mandalore. Uh, I think Grogu, I feel like I maybe have shared this before on the show, maybe not, but I think Grogu is going to like learn the Jedi ways, not by like just diving into training but yeah. from learning from a distance. Like I, I actually DJ, I think I texted you about this. Okay. About how he was going to Grogu's probably going to just like learn from Ahsoka or or someone just from afar. Like, mm -hmm. oh, that that's what you need to do. Let, let me do that. Or or he's going to create like his own this is the way for the Jedi code. And that's Grogu's escape from, you know, the whole sequel trilogy plot line and, and how he would kind of intertwine with that. I, that's one thing that I do expect with Grogu is that he kind of creates his own Jedi path or he at least begins it in season three. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I also, I, I, when I say I could see that, I mean the learning from a distance thing, like, like Ray kind of, you know, the force awakened within her. And by the time you get to last Jedi, she kind of like knows some stuff, which the last Jedi novel really helps under help you understand that a lot better. So yeah, I could see something happening with Grogu that's similar, but nothing too on the nose. Yeah. You know, that's about it for me on that. Okay. All right. Well, well, listen, let's, let's get to that, that let's get to that. Fair enough. That, that we teased up at the beginning of the show. We need to go ahead and hit that, that, that DJ definitely needs to elaborate on because it blew, blew up a little bit on social media. Uh, so DJ, uh, are you ready to talk to, to do fair enough? I guess. I mean, I mean, I, this is like my, this is, I don't even know. Let's just roll the tape, roll the tape, roll the tape. Let's go. Fair enough. situation captain man we got the official din jarn fair enough it's canon now <laughs> it is shout out to dj for for getting that sound mix but dj let's hear it let's hear your fair okay. enough it's not i mean caleb forced me into this first of all i need i need to put that out there um i have said that this has been totally blown out of proportion okay 
the producer guild awards lucas and kathleen kennedy were there as we talked about earlier um i'm gonna do this fast because i got called a lot of bad names on twitter and so and i was like this is ridiculous like i didn't even mean it the way people are taking it so here's what happened I, I got in the call uh, the replies, I should say, of, of this initial tweet of the picture of it's if you if you've seen it, you know, what I'm talking about it's Lucas and Spielberg and they're right here. And then in between them is Francis Ford Coppola. But off to the right hand side is Filoni and Favreau. Wow. And I was like, oh, it's then my first thought was, oh, it's really cool to see these these four directors who are like best friends in their respective worlds you know, kind of seated together. And I thought, man, Filoni trained under Lucas and he was kind of like his Padawan and Lucas was the master and taught him all this really cool star Wars stuff. And like, now he's an executive at Lucasfilm and George has kind of moved on from that. And then you look over at Favreau and he's been like at the cusp of all this really cool cutting edge technology. And he's such a great filmmaker and he's a student of film and, you know, Spielberg's that way too. He's a student of film, you know, Henry Ford, not Henry Ford, uh, John Ford films and Akira Kurosawa, you know, and, and Favreau loves those guys too. And so I sent this tweet out and all the tweet said was, well, I did, I did kind of welcome it, I guess a little bit, but I said, Favreau and Filoni are the new Spielberg and Lucas. And then I added an image of the guy that says changed my mind. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, and listen, and people wanted to change your mind immediately. One, one person said, and I quote, you have no mind to change. And initially I took that as, Oh, you agree with me. And then oh, I looked at man. it later. It's like, Oh, that guy says I have no brain. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Um, so it got to a point where I was getting so many notifications. I was like, I'm just muting this whole conversation. So who knows what it looks like by now? I got to a point where I was just trolling people and, you know, a couple people were having, you know, some honest conversations and I appreciated those, but here's what I meant by that. I just appreciate what Favreau has helped bring through Mandalorian and the volume and the steps that it took to get there. And with Spielberg, you know, as kind of a parallel here, Spielberg went through similar things like with Jaws and Close Encounters and E.T., and I just thought, you know, this, this is one of those things that like, he's a visionary director. I feel like Favreau is a visionary director and you don't have to agree with that. That's fine. But that tweet got blown out of proportion. I wasn't saying that they're going to just jump in and do all the things they did, which is what everybody took that as. And Caleb's just over there giggling. <laughs> he's just like a little kid, man. Just like, <laughs> and I don't even, I, I can't even think about what else it could really be. It was just one of those little things that I was like, like four people are going to see this <laughs> and no, like 4,000 people. So I got, got this tweet pulled up and people on YouTube can see it. And I'm afraid to scroll down to see the don't, replies. Don't it would, uh, yeah. Let's just not even don't scroll, <laughs> but yeah. there's the tweet. Visual audience, those of you on YouTube, there's the tweet that DJ got some hate I'm gonna, for. <laughs> I need to go back and kind of look at this because I haven't looked at it in a few days. I need, I want to see, I'll be able to tell you guys exactly how many people saw this tweet in just a second. So okay. right, right now, this tweet, oh my goodness, it's been seen by 13,000, almost 14,000 people. <laughs> 14,000 people think that you have no brain to change. <laughs> and it just went up as... 
I'm looking at it. Uh, I gained hey, no follow I, him at Rebels Come Texan for some more I great mean, stuff. Listen, <laughs> well, okay, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I see. I see. I saw what you were saying. I know yeah. you. It, you're just saying that they're doing a great. They're doing a great job with yeah. their roles in Lucasfilm right now. And and, and I think they work film, well together. And, and I think and yes. they're impacting so much around them. I see what you were saying. I see yeah. what you were saying. One thousand percent. If you want to see vulgar slurs and and other you know malicious tweets, go check the replies. And you don't have to defend me. That's not what this is about. This is just one of those things that was like, why did this go the way it did? <laughs> and, you know, I think it has a lot to do with the change my mind photo. I'll be real honest with you. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I kind of opened myself up for that one. So that's on me. But, you know, hey. it is what it is. I love this one. This one reply right here just says, LOL. <laughs> just LOL. And. I it's funny, but also it's it's somehow mean. I feel like I'm in middle school, you know. When I look at most of these Twitter replies, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm back at the nerd table, <laughs> and the cool preppy kids are over there with yeah, their Abercrombie the, uh... with their Abercrombie T-shirts and 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 um, what was it? Freaking uh, Hollister Hollister cologne on and. Yeah, Spielberg and Lucas are so Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Favreau and Filoni are like Hurley and DC and you name it. Etnies. Let's go. <laughs> they're the punk rock kids who are like putting on the, <laughs> the eyeliner and they're like, nobody understands me. And one day I'm going to make a TV show that's going to blow everybody's mind. And everybody's like, shut up, you nerd. And then here we are, you know, <laughs> basically I'm a nerd. And I love all four of these filmmakers. All right. Well, listen to that. I say, Burn fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so all anyway, right. that's all. That's, that's it. it. That's the show, guys. That's the show. <laughs> no, listen, we appreciate everybody checking us out yet again uh, here live. If you were with us live or if you're listening on the playback on podcasts or YouTube, you name it, wherever. We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I can't wait to do this again. It's going to be two weeks because, like I said, I'll be in Disney next Thursday. So me and DJ haven't really even had a conversation as far as if we're going to be able to put out something next week. Uh, if not, that's okay. Uh, we'll we'll definitely be here the following Thursday after I come back from my visit at Galaxy's Edge. You'll have to do like a quick little live report from Galaxy's Edge or something. Should I? I think you should do something and like put it on our TikTok or, or something that way. At Mando you know, Talk. At Mando Talk, yeah. I mean, do do something like that so our, our folks can see what you're uh, up to. Like do, sh- do a whole vlog. Just do a vlog. Like a vlog of me going through Galaxy's Edge get for the you, first time. Get you a selfie stick. Make it look like a lightsaber. It, you'll be the nerd there. Yeah. You know, tell people to watch Mando Talk. Oh, I'll be wearing a Mando Talk t-shirt through there. Self-promotion. There you go. Promoting. Let's go. You're going to have to. You got to do it. No, I got to at least like record my reaction after I get off the Falcon for the first time. Or just, just get someone to film you when you see the Falcon. Oh, I'll probably be bawling my eyes I will, out. I, I plan on crying when that happens for me. <laughs> I cried last week talking about The Force Awakens, you know. Hey, that was a great <laughs> episode, though. So if you haven't heard or, or watched 
last week's episode where we did trailer rankings. Go back and check that out. Some of the f- best Mando talk content to date. A lot of fun. That was so yeah. much fun. Yeah. And then, and I was telling you this, DJ, we had a great night. As soon as I we got off the stream last week, though, Kentucky basketball just decides to blow it and ruin my yeah. ruin my day. But whatever. whatever. It's a new week. It's a new day. Yep. And we appreciate you checking us out. Let's get Absolutely. out of here. Absolutely. We hope that you have a blessed weekend, the rest of your week. And we'll see you the next time that, that we do this thing. If it's not next Thursday, just know every Thursday at 6 p.m., we do this thing live. And you can always check us out at Mando Talk, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. All and right, Discord. let's get and, and Discord, there's a link in the description. Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's get out of here. We hope that you have a blessed week. And as always, we have spoken.